the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you have a car problem and you want to discuss it on the radio with me, then here's how you do it. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repairs up at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom and I have been friends, and and I respect him, as I do all the shop owners I talk about, since 1983. He knows what he's doing. He's honest as the day is long, and and he has the ability, like many of us do, of being able to separate truth from fiction from when it comes out of the mouth of our technicians. Not that that happens some, a lot, but it does happen once or twice or three times a year. So if you're anywhere near I-17 and Deer Valley Road and you're looking for a good shop, the northwest corner, I-17 and Deer Valley, is Action Auto. Bruce, good morning. How can I help you? Bruce? Bruce, I can't hear you. Yeah, let's let's put Bruce on hold. He 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 may anyway, and Ray, uh, I'll go to you real quick. Ray, how are you today? What can I do for you? Good. Uh thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to describe to you. I have a 2004 Subaru Forester, and this was back, oh gosh, seven, eight years ago, that I had a problem with the air conditioning before I was a before I knew of your show to call up and ask for an opinion. So um, okay. I want to describe to you the problem and then how I was able to resolve the air conditioning problem and get your opinion on that, and then also if it happens in the future, what it might do. So the yeah. air conditioning would turn it on. I wouldn't get any cold air, okay? And so I did a couple Google searches and I found a YouTube video that. Um, said, when you take and open up the hood and you look at the clutch of the engine and the clutch plate for the air conditioning, that your clutch plate over time has, I'll say that there's more tolerance in the clutch plate. So it isn't, when you turn the air conditioning on, it isn't connecting to the engine clutch plate and then turning the condenser and getting the air conditioning to work. Okay. It's the- stop, 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 stop. It's called drive and driven pulleys. Okay. So drive and driven. Otherwise, you got one that's running all the time. But when you engage the clutch, then we magnetically suck the two of them together and we start driving your air conditioning system. So I just don't want anybody to hear what you're saying. I need to give them the more technical aspect. But continue on, please. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you're correcting me because boy, I'm not. A, I'm not an auto mechanic expert. So if I'm saying some of the wrong parts, yeah, interrupt me and go ahead and do that because no other people hear it. So. Uh, what the suggested fix on that was, or the way to try and get it to work was, to take, and um, at that time, in the grocery store, when you bought vegetables or fruits, you had the little green ties that were mm-hmm. small pieces of wire. And this particular person said, take the wire, and if I remember correctly, I'm not in front of the car, but on one of those 
uh, parts, there's like four or five spokes, I'm going to say. And by putting the wire in between, um, one, I think, spokes, it was able to cut down the, decrease the tolerance between the two plates, and then it connected. So, and it's worked ever since. Um, I had to, I'll say I had to play around with it a little bit so that it wasn't correcting it too too much so that the clutch plate, or I'm not clutch, but that the two um, uh, pieces were coming together all the time and it only would, you know, it only would engage when I turned the air conditioning on. But I wanted to get your thoughts on, does that, you know, it works. Okay. It's worked for seven, eight years. But if, it hap- if this happens again, what else would I want to be looking at? Okay, okay. Folks, what he's talking about is is the front of your air conditioning compressor um, has a belt on it. And so it's spinning all the time, but the compressor is not spinning. Where the pulley is at, there is two things. There's the pulley that's spinning, and then there's the clutch that's stationary. When you turn your air conditioning on, we magnetically energize the backside of that pulley, and it pulls up that that outer portion called the hub assembly and it pulls the hub into the into the moving pulley and your air conditioning works what he's talking about is is it's called an air gap and (laughs) the the hub assembly itself has a spring to it so it takes up if 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 a normal spark plug gap is like thirty thousandths a piece of paper is like five thousandths so if you put ten 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 pieces of paper on top of one another. That's the air gap. It's not too much. What What's happening in his is a simple adjustment would have taken care of this because you would have just taken the, the, the pulley off the front and taken one of the shims out and put it back in, and you would have been up, up you know, been good. But the wire tie issue I've never heard before, but I understand completely by him putting it in behind one of the arms that holds the clutch together, then he was able to get it to activate but another problem he's going to have is over time it's going to create abnormal wear because there's going to be more tension at one end, one-third of the hub as opposed to the other two-thirds of the hub, and that may cause him problems. In your particular case, if it's worked for 10 years, then I would just leave it alone. But in the next time, you just describe to the shop that it doesn't always engage the pulley. The, the front, which is the hub, doesn't always magnetize itself to the rolling and moving pulley on the air conditioning compressor. And and there's ways that we can adjust that with shims by taking the hub off, and it takes a special tool to take the hub off, take the hub off, and either add or subtract washers and then put it back together. And some of us old-time guys will take the hub off, take it over to the bench, look around, nobody's seeing us, and we'll take a little hammer and we'll tick, 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 and we'll just bend those arms just a little bit, put it back on, and everything's done. So to answer your question, you did a good job, and obviously it worked. I'm not a fan of doing Google stuff like that. You, I, I was scared you were going to use that wire on, on the electrical connection that magne, that magnetizes the clutch assembly, and so I was going to stop you. But um, obviously it worked, and I understand what you're saying, but unfortunately you and I are the only two that probably understand what you're talking about. And what I did, I, I... I, when you make the comment about that it could wear on one side more than the other, what I did do is I actually, I think, and I forget, you, I think you described as three, I did put wire, the same wire, under all of those spokes. Okay. So hopefully then, it's not off-center or no, you know, whatever. Wire on a, on a little significantly less 
than a piece of wire that's wrapped in rubber insulation, uh, like a 10-gauge wire or a 12-gauge wire or 14-gauge wire or 16-gauge wire. So we, we need to, to, to make sure that we know that we're talking about a piece of wire that ties your bread your, your bread together. So th- that's, that's an important consideration. Anything bigger than that would have caused the clutch to overheat and probably burn out within the first hour of driving because it would have been too close, too thick, too fast. So it's not really an approved repair, but I understand you did a good job of, of describing it. So anyway, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I know that many of you would really love to talk to the technician that's working on your car. And and you're confounded on how to do that. And the answer is so simple. You, you have the ability to sit down in front of your computer and type a note to the technician that's going to get your car. And you're going to just leave it on the dashboard. <laughs> that's all you're going to do. If you want to talk to the technician, if you want to tell him your story, if you want him to look at this, look at that, do this, do that, just recognize that every single issue you put down, there's going to be a checkout charge on it. So if they have a $45 checkout charge and you ask them to check this, check that, five five different things, um, you're already in the couple hundred dollars there. So just beware. But if you have a particular problem and you want to describe how to make it happen and you want to talk to the technician about that, and at the end of the, the note, it's okay to say, here's my cell phone number. Um, I, I, you know, I work uh, every day and you can call me, but we can't have a long conversation. And if you have a quick question, then give me a call and I'll, I'll answer it. So that puts the technician with you. Technicians like that, but the fact that they don't call you doesn't mean that they don't like you. It just means that the repair is an easy one to make and they, and, and they've already seen what you're talking about. They already understand the verbiage that's been written on the work order. And so we're done. We're done. On the other hand, that's an easy way for you to talk to the technician and just some people just tape it to the front of the dashboard some people set it on the on the dashboard um what i like to see people do is is tape it to the center of the dashboard because sometimes the lot boys will take it out and give it to the service rider and your note is met for the technician who gets dispatched that car your car so just kind of put it in an inconspicuous place with a little piece of tape so where the technician gets in, he'll see it because your car is going to a lot. A person's going to take it from the service driver from wherever it's at. They're going to take it back to the shop. It's going to be dispatched to a technician. The technician will go get the keys and get the car and pull it into his bay. So the note, if it stays in the car, is the way to do it. So that's the easy way to do it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of shop owners. They're going to be mad at me for telling you that. <laughs> but it's not likely the technician's going to call you unless he needs some help. The other day, we had a technician that called a customer because the customer says intermittently the vent next to the door um, doesn't blow cold air. So the technician gets in the car and he drives the car around the block and in both both front doors and both vents close to the front doors is blowing. So he doesn't know which one to focus on. Is it the passenger side vent that intermittently does and doesn't blow cold? If it doesn't blow cold, is the air volume still there? So is the air there, but it's not cold? And see, those are the kinds of questions the technician will have for you. But on the other hand, if he's well-versed in that particular car, he probably is going to be able to figure it out pretty quick anyway. But anyway, if you want to talk to your technician, write a note down and just 
scotch tape it to the center console, um, kind of close to the shifter where his eyes have to see it when he picks up the car and takes it to his bay. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Car repair is is not that hard so long as we can have a two-way conversation with the consumer, the customer, the driver. And when you're the when you're the person that's having that discussion, it's a good idea if if you just um can can just you the answers to the questions are yes, no, I don't know. And and I know the men have a tough time with the I don't know, but the women don't. <laughs> that's what makes it really nice is if we can get a yes, no, or I don't know. And that's that's really an important part of the car repair stuff. 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll take your calls. And if not, we'll continue to jabber about what you can do to, uh, to more effectively manage the repair of your car. We'll be right back. The Officer Tatum Show. I'll tell you what I think. I really want a leader that reminds me of my father. Somebody who has integrity. Somebody who don't put up with mess. That's charismatic, cool, but it's going to take care of business. We have to have people that can lead the country and, and, and be reasonable. The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 8, right before Mark Levin at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change. Thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks, Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule, treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org employment. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. 
I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org and in three minutes you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Well, if you live in Sun City, I've got a good shop there that I'm happy to send you to. Automotive Dynamics has been around since 1982. I've known Chuck since the 60s. So we both kind of grew up in a gas station environment out of high school and during high school. And so he's on the north, Chuck's on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, Automotive Dynamics. Chuck knows the difference between right and wrong. And Chuck does something that's unusual. He doesn't pay his technicians a commission or a percentage of your repair bill because he wants to ensure that they never sell you unnecessary parts or repair. Not most everybody in town is going to go along with that, but by the same token, it is a pretty honorable thing. That virtually ensures that the technician's not going to load your bill with a bunch of with a bunch of stuff that you that you don't need, but they need money because that's fruit, fruitless because he's getting paid an hourly wage and it has nothing to do with your car. So Automotive Dynamics, good place in Sun City. Uh, Fred, you're up first. How can I help you? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I've got a 99 Ford Ranger uh, 4.0, a V6. It's four-wheel drive. And we overfilled the oil. And now we're having trouble with it. Uh, it smokes really badly, big white smoke puff, uh, especially if you are sitting there trying to work through it. I know the oil has probably gotten into the exhaust system, so we thought at first that it was just oil in the exhaust, pushing out the white smoke, but it it seems too consistent for that. We're trying to blow it out before we take it back on the road. And, uh, okay, we'll, we'll we stop a, for a minute. Now, there comes a time where I get to ask questions. How sure. how much did you... Just tell me how you overfilled it. Did you did you put five in and then you forgot and your son put five more in? Did, did, tell me the story. That is the case exactly. Okay, okay, all right. It's more likely that you have a bunch of oil in the intake manifold, um, and, and you have a whole bunch of oil um, in the, in the. we're sucking it into the engine, which then causes blue smoke out the tail end. So it's, it's, it's more likely that we need to do that. The, the only way I know that you're going to get this out is, is head to Tucson. Get it on the freeway. And the higher the RPM, the better you'll like it. The higher the RPM, the quicker this will clean up. The higher RPM. So if you're going down the road and you're doing, you know, uh, let's say uh, uh, 1,100 RPM at 70 miles an hour. Well, if you take it out of fifth gear and put it in fourth gear, if you take it out of fourth gear and put it into third gear, that'll bring the RPMs up and it'll increase engine vacuum and it'll help, you know, pull that out. You've got a big puddle of oil and the only way to get it out is just do do what you're doing. Just keep driving it. But if you just get on the freeway, and you just bring the RPMs up. I'd like to see your RPMs up in the 25 to, to 3,500 range. And then just vary the okay. throttle a lot. Throttle up, go back off. 
throttle up, back off, throttle up. I bet you probably wouldn't need to go more than 10 or 12, maybe 15 miles before you, you saw a substantial decrease in smoke out the tailpipe. And we're assuming it's a blue smoke, yes? Blue is whitish. Quite a, it, it's, um, we only do it kind of at night when the wind's blowing. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and you can see that there's there's oil moisture in the at the exhaust pipe, too. Okay. Well, this is this is no real big deal. Um, when you overfill it, you overfill the crankcase, and then oftentimes we'll flood the valve covers with too much oil, and then the PCV valve will f- suck the oil into the intake. Well, the intake's supposed to handle air and air only, and there is no heavy air and light air, but there is heavy oil and and so forth. So the oil's going to sit in the bottom of the intake, and all we have to do is put enough vacuum on that to suck it out of there and, and get it out of there. When it starts up, is it really bad, or is it worse when you get driving? It's worse when you get on it. Okay, that's just, I, I ask you that because it tells me how much you have left to get out. <laughs> and, hey, yeah, I'm going to tell you, we've done that before. We use guns. So we pull the gun off the roof. The technician pulls the gun off the roof, and he squirts five quarts of oil in a car. He buttons it all up, and then the lot boy comes by, and he, he says, I usually put oil in it, so he puts five quarts in it, and we have the same mess that you've got in your hands right now. The good news yeah, is, is there's... The dealership. I bought a brand new, a brand new Nissan truck, and I took it back my 500 miles. When I got home, there was oil everywhere, and they they had overfilled it and just made a mess. I had to have them steam clean it, and it was a mess. And 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 it happens. It it just happens. It's good-hearted people make bad mistakes. And and it would have been easy if he did just said to the technician, "Hey, did you put five quarts in it?" And he goes, "Yeah, but let's check the stick real quick first. So there's this process that goes on. But you know, our my industry. My shop, we have 20 bays, and in my shop, we make a mistake a day. I mean, somewhere along the line, we scratch something, we we break something. Um, not too long ago, one of the technicians was um, replacing some windshield wiper blades, and he lost control of the arm, and it hit the windshield and broke the windshield, and we bought a windshield. It was just, it wasn't anything we did on purpose. It's just what happened. So, um, just you only have the other the other thing you could do. Let me think here. Shoot. The the other thing you could do is is you could introduce um, if you took a, a a propane tank and you put about five or six feet of hose on it and you tucked it into the intake air air filter intake um, or where the mouth of the motor is breathing, um, then as you drive down the road you could richen up the mixture and bring the heat up a little bit if you just add a little propane to it as you're driving down the road, but. That sounds a little scary. Are there any other ways or anything I should watch out for, like fouled plugs or something? No, I don't. If you haven't had any fouled plugs by now, you're not going to have any. It's it's just, you know, you... Uh, now, you're sure that this is an overfilled situation. It happened, you know, when it happened, and you know, you know, from that point on, it's been puffing blue smoke, yes? Yes, it, that is the case. I, I had him drain it, and it overfilled my... My drain pan, it holds about four or five quarts. So. Okay. Oops. Um, and, and when you looked at it, it wouldn't hurt a bit if you were running on the Admark right now. So right. I, I, I probably would, I would probably, you know, you, you can, they make these little suck machines that you can stick this tube down the dipstick hole and just suck oil out of the, uh, out of the cranks that way. Or you can crawl underneath it with a, you know, quick finger and loosen up the drain plug and pull it off and count to 10 and put it back on. And uh, and you do that when the engine's cold, of course, and and bring it down a little bit. 
Um, but the, the the best thing you're going to do is to move the oil and get it out of where it's at is higher RPMs. So just just go to a higher RPM when you're on the freeway and just downshift until you get into a higher range, perhaps three or 4,000 RPM, and that's where you're going to clean it up the fastest. Great. I knew you'd have great advice. Thank you very well, much. Let me know how I did. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bob, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. What would you tell a customer if they wanted a brake job, but they wanted to bring in their own pads and rotors? And I'm have not going to do that. Them? I'm not going to do that. No. 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 Here's the, there, it, we're just, it's filled with all kinds of problems. When the brakes start squealing, then at that particular point, um, we're going to have an argument with the customers because I'm going to say, it's your pads. And he's going to go, well, you touched them last. And I'm going to say, it's your pads. And he goes, I know, but it didn't squeak before. Well, yeah, because we replaced it with the pads you brought. And so this goes on and on and on and on. And and there's just, I, I mean, I, I've been working on cars. I started in a gas station in 1916, 1969 or 1970. And, and, and I've pretty much been working on cars time since 1979. And, well, I have been. 100% of my time has been working on cars. And, and I, there's just too many pitfalls. And, and you know, inevitably between you and me, Bob, and nobody else, no one else can hear us, it's a customer that's never been in before. And, and you know that it's just that whole, that whole relationship is going is, is gonna to come apart. So, yeah, we, we don't install customers' parts. We're, we're unclear as to whether the quality is there. And then oftentimes the customer wants us to replace parts, but we can't tie the symptom to their parts. So they say the brake pedal fades to the floor. And intermittently when my wife's sitting in a traffic light, she pushes the brake, she holds it, and it's nice and firm. But then after a few seconds or 10 seconds, then it slowly fades to the floor. So put these brake shoes on, and I'm going to say, those brake shoes are never going to fix that problem. And he doesn't believe me, but he wants me to put the brake shoes on. So those are the kinds of problems that we have. If you have another question, you stay right there because I'm going I'm to take a break here in eight seconds. 602-508-0960. The lines are open. 602-508-0960. We'll be back with Bob in a minute. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's its their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash notalone. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. 
my drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Word Project. Wounded Word Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye opener and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. Me too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. This is NASCAR driver Kurt Busch, and I am proud to support our nation's veterans. Do you know you can get a faster decision on your disability compensation claims by filing an electronic fully developed claim, or e-claim, on e-benefits? Take it from a guy who lives his life in the fast lane. Faster is better. Visit ebenefits.va.gov today to learn more. E-claims. Online VA claims made simple. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. All about that demon, Excuse me, excuse me, 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. There has been a whole bunch going on in the background for the last four minutes because Bob says, do you let customer bring their parts? And I said, no. But my phone is blown up. Um, I have many of my friends have called me, including my wife, and some of them use bad words. <laughs> so let me clarify something, Bob. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. My daughter called and she said, we just did this the other day. So Grandma Moses has been a customer of ours for 21 years. We do all of her service work. Her grandson was driving her car and the brakes were squealing. So he went and bought her a set of brake pads. A set of brake pads, Dad, with the same box in the same box that we buy. (laughs) And she says, so when Grandma Moses came in and said, you know, my brakes are squealing and my grandson said that he wanted to know if I could get these put on, she says, we put them on. She says, now, we also fix the squeak because we put a hardware kit in there, which is a $12 part. And the hardware has some springs and some pads that keep pads from, from squealing. So she says, we did that. Then I had another shop owner call and say, it really has to do with how long the customer's been in, in, in your in your your clan, um, what the symptoms are, what the parts quality is, what brand it is, what the circumstances were. So he also, he said, 
that he had a set of valve covers delivered by a young lady who was going to ASU, and her dad had diagnosed him the last time he was here, and he said, here, I'll buy you the gaskets. You find a shop to put them on. Well, the daughter had been doing business with this shop for the last three years. She's in a four-year program at ASU. So there are circumstances. I'm going to say I was wrong. There are circumstances that a shop, I can see circumstances where a shop would let the customer bring their own parts. But I, I think those are about 20% of the time, and the other 80% of the time, the answer is probably going to be no. Does that help? Got it. I got one other quick question. You know the CVT transmission question? Uh-huh. What maintenance do you recommend if somebody has a CVT transmission? Follow the owner's manual. It was written by the people that made the car, and if they say that they want a full service and filter on it at 100000 then do it. If they say sixty, then do it. Do what the manual says to do, and don't let anybody talk you out of the manual. And, and, and they're going to say stuff like, the manual wasn't written for Arizona. That's just flat bull excrement. That's it. It's not true. That car is sold in all 50 states of the United States and probably a whole bunch of foreign car, foreign countries. And, and when the manual says that they want you to change the transmission service between 90 and 100,000 miles or at about 100,000 miles, that means everybody. So that's where we get into a whole lot of disagreements about when you should do it and when you shouldn't. Bob, that's one of the biggest deals we got going right now. Right now, everybody, it's changing the parameters for flushing fuel injectors, cleaning intake manifolds and plenums, cleaning throttle blades, um, flushing cooling system, flushing brake system, flushing transmissions and transfer cases and differentials. We're all changing those parameters, and we're cutting them in half from what the manual says. And today's fluids on a 10-year-old car might as well be 100 times better than they were 10 years ago. So the manual is always the Bible for your car, and I would tell everybody, no matter what you're told, yeah, follow the manual. And, and it's it's required miles or months or years. Yep. that do it? So don't the CVTs, don't all the shops just take them out and send them to a factory? Nobody really rebuilds the CVTs, do they? No, there's there's two or three shops here that rebuild CVTs, but I, I couldn't very well say that to the gentleman who wanted me to help him because I've not done any research on these shops. I've not looked at their Google reviews. I don't know who the owners are. Um, I, I'm not going to send him to somebody who I've not vetted before because I think most people um, that that know me, if I'm going to recommend somebody, it's because I know them and I vetted them and, and, and I, I, I trust them. But no, that's well, another reason, Bob, I had... I think it was, who was it, Jan? No, it was Julie. I asked Julie to send me an email so that I could call a couple of these guys, and I want to talk to them about this before I send Julie to them. So, there, yes, there, there is a, there's, and, and there's transmission shops out there that will pick up the car, take it, fix it, and bring it back. The problem is, is that until you get it apart, you don't know how much it's going to cost. So the transmission shop's going to bid it to the shop for three thousand, and the shop's a fool not to build it, visit, bill it to the customer at forty-five hundred, and he can always back away from that. The shop can always come in as a hero at thirty-one hundred, but you better give yourself enough, you know, little bit of movement there in case the shop decides that he bids you at three thousand and then gives you a bill for forty-five hundred because it needed some more stuff. Those are the the pitfalls of owning your own shop today. And 
hopefully, I've, hopefully I've answered your questions, and thank you very much for your question. That was a good question. But uh, I, I intend to help Julie. I just need to m- make a couple of calls to ask. There's two CVT shops in town, and, and, and I don't know that either one of them does the Tucson, and that's what I'm really worried about is, is the Tucson. The Prius and all those other cars, the Toyotas, those are pieces of cake. I, I got two or three shops for those, but the Tucson is what bothers me. Anyway, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open if you have a car question or a car problem or if you have a dispute at your dinner table between dad and son or husband and wife, uh, how to start the car, how long you should you let it run in your driveway and all that kind of stuff, then I'm pretty good at that. Just give me the situation and give me the two sides and I'll pick one and and then I'll justify it. 602-508-0960. Mike Gallagher sees waning support. What they wait for? They wanted to let it complete its spy mission and then shoot it down. I know Democrats are hanging their heads in shame right now. I know it. There's no way any Democrat listening to my voice is saying, yep, we got this. We're with Biden all the way. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 7, right before Charlie Kirk at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. There are three steps to succeeding at the business of retirement. Insure your assets, ensure your income, and assure your peace of mind. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. Remember, it's up to you to retire to a brighter future. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. So, Justin, I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. When we talk about good shops in town, Blackwell Automotive is certainly one of them. He's at 40th Street in Greenway. Tom is a good guy. He's really good with vintage cars as well as your everyday car. So if you've got an old car and a new car, Tom could be your guy. At the And he's, again, at 40th Street and, and Greenway. Tom and I have been friends for many, many years. He knows right from wrong. And like all the other shops I tell you about, he knows the difference between right and wrong. And, uh, and, and, and I'm proud to tell you of all the 30, 40, 50 shops that I recommend, I might get, might get one complaint a year. So I'm pretty proud of those guys. Phil, you're up next. Mark, I have a 2010 Toyota Tundra. has about 98,000 miles on it. Uh, about all I've ever done to it is an oil change, oil changes, okay. I should say. Uh, as far as preventive maintenance, and I heard last week you were talking about water pumps being changed around 100,000 miles. Should that, uh, should I take it in and uh, have all the fluids changed, differentials, transmission, transfer case, uh, radiator, fluid, I mean, everything? Well, if you if you do all the fluids, your bill's going to be north of $1,000. Yeah, I understand so, that. But, but no, because I, I'm hoping you have a shop that wasn't born yesterday. No, I would probably some... take it to Action Auto. Okay, well then, what they're going to do is they're going to pull the transmission dipstick and smell it and look at it. They're going to say there's nothing wrong with this fluid. It doesn't smell burnt. It doesn't have a bunch of clutch material in it. It's opaque. I can see right through it as I put it on a white paper towel. So no, this this transmission fluid's good. Coolant. We use a tester. We'll test the coolant, and we'll, it'll tell us tell us if it's too acidic, or if it, it'll tell us if it's not the right concoction to give you the 60 below zero coverage that you may need. So we have different test equipment to do that kind of stuff. In your particular case, I would just probably pick one or two of them and say, would you check the differential fluid and the transmission fluid? Let me know if they smell good, look good, and tell me what you think I should do. And if you think I should change them, then give me a price as well. That's how I'd handle it. Okay. And I, 100,000 and miles is twenty-five or five, four times around the equator. We, we can't lose track of what 100,000 miles is. But I also want to tell you, what year is your Tundra? 2010. Okay. Um, I also want to tell you that the fluids that you and I grew up with were Fred Flintstone fluids. The new yeah, synthetics that. that we have today are a thousand times better than what we had in the 60s and the 50s and the 70s. Right. So, um, and then you don't, and I'm, and I'm telling you, you've got coolant, you've got transmission, you've got power steering, 
you got differential. Uh, some people will talk you into changing the Freon, which I think is a crazy idea, and we don't do that, and I, w- I would be very upset if one of my texts said that. So just be careful about that. And, and on your brake fluid, w- we have a tester that will tell us what the moisture content is, and then we can look at it. If it looks like really dirty tea, then yes. But if it's got a nice amber cover color and it passes the test, then no. So that's how I do it. Okay, so for as far as uh, the uh, water pump, like you're saying, it, it four times around the, the around the planet here. So would it be due for a water pump? No, would I wouldn't think, change or, the or water not? pump, and I'll tell you why. Number one, the water pump when it goes bad, it'll start weeping a little bit of of coolant out of the the bottom of the 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 shaft. Right. It'll go on the ground, right. and you'll see it. And when you see it, then you'll take it in and say, I have a coolant leak. And they say, your water pump's leaking. And you say, fine, go ahead. It's been a long time since anybody's been towed in because the water pump took a, went to heaven. Yeah. If And, and in every case it gets towed in, it's because the people ignored the growling and the grinding and the fluid leak and the vibration. They They ignored all that. Yeah. So the very first thing, every time you take it in for an oil change, you say, hey, check the weep hole on the water pump. At the very bottom of the water pump, only visible when you're standing underneath it on a, with the car on a hoist, there's a little weep hole. There's a seal behind it and in front of it. If we get water into that middle area because one of the seals failed, then we're going to have coolant coming out of that weep hole. Correct. And so I, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I just if, if it makes you feel better, go ahead and do it because it's not going to hurt anything. But um, I, I, if... You know, I don't do that to mine. My truck, my Dodge truck's got 146,000 miles on it, and I ain't changing that, that water pump until it starts leaking yeah, or I've, until it starts growling. I've had the old Jeeps, the old AMC Jeep Wagoneers and all, and those things were yep. notorious for just when they quit, they quit. <laughs> and, 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 and it used to be that way, but today there's plenty of symptoms, and typically it's a coolant leak, and, and then it goes to a vibration that you can actually hear and feel within the car. Okay, and, so I just and, don't really have to worry about changing all those fluids and just have them checked. Uh, yes, and and ask them to use scientific, you know, scientific ways, litmus paper, and and uh, and 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 compare the cool. You know, what what you can do yourself is, well, I'm, well, I'm sixty nine years old. I really don't want to do right. a whole heck of a lot to these okay. vehicles anymore. If you've been a customer of them, um, no, I haven't. Uh, okay, this. If 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 I'm an old timer, you're an old timer. If if some old timer came in and said, you know, I, I don't know about the fluids, you know what I'd do? I'd send him out in the shop and I'd say, hey, come here, uh, Eddie, go through his fluids and show him what new and what what he's got looks like, and I'd just walk back in the shop. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't just do that. <laughs> and and if you have a relationship, that's a that's a perfectly acceptable thing to do. Now they also make this really thing that you can print off the internet that you plug in your car and you print this thing and it says your fluid should be this color for your coolant and your this and the this and this. Well, that's not always correct because sometimes the fluids uh, the the same fluid will come in a couple of different colors, but. Right. What we do then is we take your dipstick on your transmission and we wipe it here, and we take your transmission, your engine oil, we wipe it here, and then we do this and we wipe it here, and then we take your power steering and we wipe it here, and we say, here you compare, <laughs> pink, pink, yellow, yellow, orange, orange, black, yeah. black. It's okay. So, this is something the shop. Um, most all of us are regular customers. This is something they just have to say, check the fluids and tell me what I, which one I need to address. We all know the responsibility with that. 
Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you, Phil. Thank, thank you. you very much. Ron, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, uh, Mark. Hey, uh, I have a 2000 Silverado, and um, I need some air conditioning work. It's been leaking for a year or so. Um, I like your recommendation on what I should change. It has 150000 on it. What? I'm thinking you know where... Okay, well, where's the so leak at? I believe it's at the compressor. Okay. Well, you know, it's pretty simple for us to, sometimes we put dye in it, and then we use a black light, and so we just wave the black light over. you got two hoses from the compressor. you got the nose of the compressor. you got the back of the compressor that can leak an oil. you got the can of the compressor that can leak oil, leak Freon and oil. Then you got all the connections from the two hoses that leave the compressor, and one goes to the, to the, uh, um, the, uh, Oh God, I'm looking at different yeah. things on. Yeah, it goes I'm, to the. I'm following what you're saying, but the thing is, 23 years old. Would you recommend changing the compressor out and stuff? Not if it, no. If it's still working, I wouldn't change it. I would not okay. change it. I would not change okay. it. There's no benefit to changing it now. My my truck is 146,000 miles, and I'm not going to change the compressor on it till it starts blowing Freon out the nose of it, or all of a sudden it's got oil all over it because it's it blew an O-ring in the case. Or mm -hmm. it, you know that kind of stuff. Then then I'll do it all at the same time. But and my I, I want to tell you, everybody in my family, my daughter Andy and her husband, my son Alan and his wife, um, my wife and me, we all have cars north of a hundred thousand miles, and that is not on any of our radars. The water pumps, yeah. the air conditioning compressors, the alternators, the starters, none of that is. It's just, and you know. Rarely do we get cars that get towed in with those kinds of problems. Typically, there's going to be symptoms that's going to draw your attention, and then you'll bring it in. So it's not it's even, not even though it's 23 years old. Well, no, and 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 I I don't care that it's 23 years old. Um, I have a Freightliner, uh, a red big truck that I use to haul my farm equipment back to the shop up to Payson, and um, it, it's its name. <laughs> It's um, Clifford the Big Red Dog is what we call it, and um, and it sits more than any other vehicle we have. And and I I once a year I send it into the shop and I said give it the, the eyeball once over, smell all the fluids, do everything we need to do. And last time I went in, he said we've never done a fuel filter on Clifford, and it's an M11. It's a big 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 Cummins motor. And I said you're kidding. He goes no, we've never done one. And I said well I think it's time we do one now. And he goes, okay. That's the only thing we did, the fuel filter. So okay, I, I, I don't, I don't think. Change the question. How many times do you work and spend big dollars on a car because they ignored a stopping point for an oil change or 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 something? Never. It's just it it. The motors that come in that are torched have been overheated significantly overheated where they tried to drive another 20 miles after the dash looked like a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And number two, oil. They drove it long after the engine started clattering, long after all the warning lights went off, and they drove it until the whole engine just locked up. Those We see those, but that's the, I think you'll agree, that's the guy behind the wheel. And, yeah. and by the way, women don't tow those cars in. Only the guys tow those cars in. <laughs> so, so hey, one more question: If uh, the compressor's leaking out of the front, would you 
change it out, or that's an O-ring deal, right? Yeah, I no, I, I I'm not gonna. You, you do you have the long round cylinder one called the the A6? Uh, I don't know. Or do you, R4? Do you have the R4 or the A6? Do you know? It's uh 34, right? Okay. It, yeah, but I don't. I, I can't. It's 23 years old too, and yeah. that's what I'm struggling with. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't. I'm not a. I'd be really mad at my staff if all of a sudden we started looking into our crystal ball and telling people they needed to replace the compressor because it's just bound to fail sometimes. I would just yeah. really object to that. Yeah. I, I just. Besides that, the worst that's going to happen is the compressor is going to lock up. It's going to blow the belt off. But all the power steering and the water pump have their own belts of of virtually everything out there today. So it's not yeah. like you're going to get stuck. All we're going to do is throw the belt on the ground, and you're not going to have AC. Yeah. So, okay. And, of course, depends on how, how mad your wife is, and if she's on her way to the hairdresser or something like that, that could be a problem. But anyway, Ron, good good luck. Thank you very much. That's a, a, a great question. Folks, there's a comfort zone um, that, that I suspect many of you want to be put in, and, and all I want to tell you as bluntly as I can is we can't help you with that. We don't have crystal balls in our office. We don't have... Um, <laughs> there's a joke there. <laughs> Many of you got it. But we we don't have the ability to look into the future and tell you what's wrong with your car. If you come in and you say, every time I turn the air conditioning on, there's a squealing that goes on, and I can kind of rev it up, and then the squealing will go away. Oh, I want to hug you. That's what we need to hear. That's what we need to hear. We can find that and fix it. Is it the belt? Is it the compressor? We look at the belt. It looks like a shoelace. And you go, this needs a new belt. <laughs> so you put a new belt on it. Or if the belt's good and you look at the pressures and the high side is skyrocketing and the low side is sitting there going up as well, well, we need a compressor. So we can diagnose those things, but what, what, the, the comfort zone is just different. Now, here's one that I'll tell you. My wife and I are going to drive to see the grandkids in Maine, and we're going to leave the first of the summertime. I got 100,000 miles on the car, Mark. What do you think I should do? I'm going to say, you're going to leave Arizona in the summertime, and you're going to drive across the country to Maine to visit the grandkids. I need to look at that car. I'm going to look, and, and anything that's marginable, I'm going to bid the repair on. That's how it works. So in, in that kind of a situation, I, I would respond differently. But just to replace it because it's going to fail, we've seen water pumps go a long, long time. We've seen air conditioning compressors and, 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 uh, and alternators and starters and batteries and stuff like that. It's just not the way it was in the 60s and the 70s and even the 80s. And, and I would even go so far as to even in the 90s. We're talking about cars in the last five, six, seven years. Let's go to the last 10 years. Let's go back to 2010. We're talking about cars that really, really hold together well. And as long as you're paying attention, if there's symptoms, you'll pick them up. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. If you ever want to talk to me, then send me an email and give me a phone number I can call you back at. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Drive safely, wear a seatbelt, and if anybody does something nice for you, then toot your horn and wave to them, and maybe you'll make their day. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.